Hello guys, welcome to this podcast Everyday Talkies which ironically does not come out daily. I am Anshul and I talk about random things to random people, majorly about life, perspectives and thinking process. It's like an interview or let's say more of a conversation with one or two guests about random topics that interest us. To be really honest, it's just a way to reduce my inhibitions in talking to people. So, come join me and enjoy. Hello guys, we are back with a new episode of Everyday Talkies. Today I have my college friend as a guest in this podcast. I will not waste too much time and directly give him the platform to introduce himself with the fake name that he has decided and tell us why did he choose that name hi anshul uh, first of all uh, thanks for inviting me to your podcast everyday talkies i really like the name yeah the name or alias which i choose to come up with for this episode is chris or you can say chris gardner so the reason i have chosen this name is because of getting inspired from a movie called the pursuit of happiness so chris gardner is not actually a fictional character he is a, a real businessman he is a brokerage guy so he is an american businessman and motivational speaker and uh, he is a owner of a brokerage firm which is gardner rich and company so this guy was portrayed in a movie called uh, pursuit of happiness and the reason i i really like his character and fictional name is because i believe in his skill of perseverance so in the whole movie i've seen this guy struggling throughout for every single thing which he wanted to achieve from getting an internship to you know getting a complete job from nothing to something so if you have not seen this movie and you should uh, first go watch it i, I think you really not like it and yeah that's the reason i chose to go ahead with chris yeah i actually have seen this movie and it's an amazing movie and it's a treat to watch for everybody uh, i don't really usually watch these movies but this was one movie which really moved me it's obviously a great recommendation and it's a good note to start this podcast with with the name of chris gardner who is i think the symbol of perseverance and hard work so just let me give a brief thing that is i know you obviously as college mates and we have done quite a few projects together we were we studied together and we have had our few ventures together which not worked too well but yeah it was always a learning experience for us but i know you as the design guy we used to call you as the design guy if there was any design requirement anywhere in the college or something which we got stuck in the first name that i usually used to think was you so tell us how did you delve into this world of design and why do you find design to be too fascinating because i understand software engineering has its many caveats people usually delve into becoming a developer or something or the other but uh, you had a unique passion of you know working more towards design and the different aspects of it which i had not known before a few days when i interacted with you and learned about the new things that you're working on so how about first tell us why and how did you get into this world of design and what inspired you and then we can talk about the new things that you're working on right now sure before i uh, start about telling my story of how i got into design first of all i'd like to open it to everyone that i've not pursued any degree in design as in particular i was i am a, a software developer so the reason or the way i've ended up being a designer was i can say i think i was in 8th standard so this all started when uh, my elder brother i have an elder brother who is 2 years older than me who had just finished his 10th board exams and it's obvious that once we finish 
finish our board exams we get a long long summer vacation and we get to you know our parents force us into getting into hobbies and so during that time when i was doing my 8th standard he had completed his board exam he was done with the, everything and he was enjoying his vacation my parents they told him to you know start new things so he started with different kind of hobbies some of them were outdoor hobbies some of them were related to technologies as he is also a software developer so he started with uh, different uh, softwares call it coral draw or photoshop so these were some softwares he was learning just for fun during the vacation apart from all the other activities and he used to get some copies of books for references where he can study from he can practice at home so during that time i found a book for photoshop and it, it was not actually a very formal book written by a, a writer it, it was just like a tuition notes made by you know someone who's teaching them the software i started reading the book i started looking at him doing things trying to edit images in software so i was fascinated by that i thought ki i should also give it a try so uh, both of us were uh, interested towards computers and both of us did software development so from our very beginning we were both very attracted towards computers so that's why we were doing all these activities so i also myself started trying to get a hang of that software i started to follow some instructions from that book took some help from my brother and this was repeating like every day and during my holidays i used to spend my whole day doing that i still remember that i didn't used to give him his turn of doing the practice of tuition i used to take that i used to you know be always using the computer so we only had one computer back at that time at our place so he always used to tell me that it is supposed to be done by me not you you go study you do your work yeah i was uh, interested in photoshop not very advanced way but yeah i was just trying my way out of it and then slowly slowly once the vacation got over he started with his studies so meanwhile i was doing photoshop i was editing few things here and there so i still remember this is a confession kind of thing i used to take my photos edit the background put it on facebook just to you know surprise people out of the background which i was using because i was not <laughs> there at that place but i can do that i used to show off so that was one way where the first time i displayed some of my work though when i look at them currently i really get embarrassed so <laughs> that's one thing yeah so this was uh, till my 11th and 12th i used to edit images and after that point my friends all got to know ki oh this guy does this like you know he can help us with this so they used to also tell me ki yaar uh, can you do this for me can you edit slightly this can you make this a little can you change the lights in this can you put some shadows this and all that so i used to I used to help them. I used to do it for them, and I found that I like that thing. It's not something which I'm forced to do. It's something which I like to do. So that's one thing I recognize that it's it's a good hobby to you know mm-hmm. keep it in background. Although I was primarily interested in computers only, after finishing my 12th standard, I I started pursuing a degree in computer science. Once I got into college, I again had this hobby in the background. We had many co-curricular activities in our universities. We had different departments who used to take care of different things in our university. So we had a department called uh, CSA. So do you remember the full form of CSA? <laughs> Center for Social Action, if I remember correctly. It was a voluntary group of people who used to take care of things around society. They used to take initiatives for homeless people or kids who were not given the access to education, or they just used to help society. as a whole i can say so i was a part of that group or community you can say and i i used to help them you know design cards or you can say some kind of templates or story books or something where they can promote their uh, idea mm-hmm. so this was the first time where i shifted my skills from editing images to getting into card designs or graphical design this was during my first semester i did that and gradually when moving to second and third year things got you know real serious with studying so i had to leave those things around 
now but parallelly i was doing some other activities in our computer department science group some something related to designing posters designing certificates or designing let's say just banners for computer fest so this is how you know i transitioned from making photos to designing posters banners and this was still still till my second year but then parallelly as as i told you that i was a developer as well like i was a front end development i'll just like to clear this term what is front end development so front end yeah. development is something which uh, you know a developer who is involved in development he develops something which is visually visible to those who are accessing the website as compared to back end development which is something which handles your database your management of site how things will appear what will happen if you do some actions so that is back end development mm-hmm. but when uh, comparing uh, it to front end development it is how the website will look how it will work on different devices how it's visually appealing and coding that part of the website is called front end development not just website it can be any application as well so as a developer i was into that i, I was into the visual part of development i was a front end developer you know when i was i used to do front end development I, i found myself that before even doing any front end development i used to i used to design that website in a, a design tool call it photoshop till that time i was not aware with interaction design tool i used to still use photoshop and illustrator to make websites uh, design websites before even coding them so i used to do that so because i never preferred coding websites directly because that point of development never gave me push to uh, explore the creative side of websites so just to make my mind free i always used to design them first and then code them that was one of where i transitioned from again from graphical designer to interaction designer that was just a starting of it so later when i got in my, into my third year i had done some internships also regarding front end development and so i was still a front end developer in my own eyes my whole goal was i i want to stay as a front end developer because i like this i i like the visual part of developing mm-hmm. but then while i was looking for jobs while it was almost done with my university life i had this question that what should i perceive as my career like should it be a front end development or should it be something related to design then i have a elder brother as i already mentioned i used to discuss with him i used to talk to him ki what is correct with me i'm not able to figure out what should i do at one point of time i i want to be a developer as well at one point of time i want to be a designer as well what should i do he asked me two question ki uh, whether would you would you like to develop a site and then design it or whether would you like to design it first and then develop it then i obviously said i would i would like to design it and his second question was ki if given two options would you just design a website or would you just develop a website so if these are the two options which i have which one would i prefer i got the answer from myself ki i would in any case prefer to design it first and then develop it or even consider about developing it so there it was clear with it is design which is you know important for me to start with but i have the skills to develop it as well is something a one extra skill i can count so that's where uh, i got my clarity ki yeah it's not development though even though i like it even though i am capable to do it but it's design that makes things interesting for me and uh, that's how i took that decision ki now that uh, it's my final year and i'm searching for jobs it doesn't needs to be development related job it has to be the design related job and that's how i started looking for jobs and uh, it was not a campus placement it was my own searching for jobs i applied at multiple places and then i found a job at a really good uh, fintech company and now i am a interaction designer so for somebody who is not familiar with these terms or these jargons of it how would you explain an interaction designer in the simplest of terms uh we can say that interaction designer or user interaction designer or user experience designer I, these terms are used interchangeably mm-hmm. so 
interaction designer is someone who designs things how they appear digitally it can be your website it can be your mobile app or it can be your, your digital watch as well nowadays mm-hmm. so these are the things which are products which are digital products nowadays and people value experience so it's not just the utility it's it's not just how things are uh, getting done it's about an experience as well so to improve that experience to make it more accessible to all kinds of audience there's a need for interaction designer what he can do is his job is to make sure that things are you know visually balanced visually they are aligned they are properly set need of in such a way that it's accessible for all age groups it's accessible for all user personas be it a student be it a 40 year old guy or be it anyone who's from any other age group who just wants to get things done to make sure that their experience is proper uh, interaction designer comes into picture he takes care of how the typography has to be the font size the the color of the fonts the backgrounds the images the button size all these things which you interact with in your mobile phone or your website where you make actions where you you know consume data and give your input into that and all these things are managed accordingly are done by interaction designer Well, that's actually a cool thing because usually people don't know about these niche markets. I would say in the computer world, because I've seen many people who want to do computer engineering, and the only thing that they know about is you know either becoming a website developer or app developer. So that's about it. They don't know what goes behind in developing a particular website or an app. There are multiple subheads, as you clearly mentioned here. and interaction design seems to be a really good option for somebody who is more inclined towards designing as you are so that's actually a good thing to think about and for somebody who might be looking into this area might want to research in this so thank you for imparting us with this knowledge it actually helps and let's move on to something which i am pretty sure that you are eager to talk about because we were discussing this i think a few days before and you were researching on this for quite a while and we thought of discussing this topic in this podcast so the topic which i have no idea about and i have done no research just to know everything about it from you it's biomimicry it's a new term for me as well though if i break it down it seems to me that it's something which might be nature related and some nature copying to the most rudimentary sense i might be butchering this in the worst way possible but enlighten us on what is biomimicry and what made you so excited in researching about this or learning about this so i think you have all the uh... scratch the surface by saying somewhere related to nature or copying nature this is a definition by jenin benius so biomimicry according to her is a practice that learns from and mimics the strategies which are found in nature and the whole idea is to solve human design challenges mm-hmm. and find hope along the way so as you said it is about copying or mimicking the strategies from nature what i see the biomimicry is it's it's about observing the nature it's about looking at how nature will solve the problem how is nature doing that particular thing you know which i want to solve it's not about taking a part of nature an organism or a element out of nature and then using that in your whole strategy it's about using the process it's it's about using the idea just the idea not anything else apart from that getting inspired from the nature the process of nature and how nature solves it it's it's about biomimicry so like how did you come across this topic and let us know some examples that might have been implemented in real world i personally came across with biomimicry was from a youtube video so uh, i follow this youtube channel called vox and they keep on making some informational videos or videos related to what is happening in, in the current affairs they have a really good way of conveying information the 
the animation in every part and i'm really fascinated by how people you know put in efforts to make animation out of educational stuff so yeah i used to follow that channel and they they had made a video regarding what 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 is vimp and uh, this was back i think 2 3 years ago and i have seen that video i was not very interested in vimp uh, at that point but i i got to know about it but recently uh, i went into a discussion with one of my colleague in my office and we had a good discussion about how vimp is implemented across the world or how it's changing uh, lives of people and you know how we designer can take inspiration out of vimp so he just inspired me he just motivated me to you know just do some research he helped me he himself also shared his own ideas mm-hmm. and that's how i jumped into uh, you know looking for stuff into biomimicry what actually was biomimicry so earlier i knew what was biomimicry but then i started looking for examples the history of biomimicry and the ways to implement biomimicry coming about examples of biomimicry there are a lot of examples you know present uh, in our current environment as well we can take let me start with the examples which you know people can relate uh, examples which are which made it very big in the history so a very first example is bullet trains it seem like normal trains but there's a history and there's a, a huge part of bullet train inspired from nature so let me talk about so bullet trains are obviously you know uh, much much faster compared to normal trains and they they reduce the travel time of people and that that's the reason they were invented right yeah but uh, they had a problem so this is about shink hansen i'm not really sure if i'm pronouncing the name correctly shink hansen is a place in japan and uh, they obviously had bullet trains over there but they had a very really major problem with bullet trains so when bullet trains used to pass from tunnels when they used to come out they used to create a sonic boom sound because of the air pressure inside the tunnel and because of this sonic boom sound the people around the locality and the residents they had a really huge problem of disturbance so because this bullet trains used to pass in every 30 minutes or 1 hour every 1 hour you will uh, hear that sonic boom sound and that was really disturbing for people even though the bullet trains were solving a problem for saving your time but they were creating problems for localites so this problem was reported to engineers concerned with you know bullet trains and they analyzed the problem ki what were the reasons they found out ki the air pressure present in the tunnel which is doing the sonic boom sound so one of this engineer who was part of solving this problem was apparently a bird watcher so he used to he used to watch birds he used to analyze bird he used to do some research and he is it was his side hobby it was he was just interested in birds and one of his solution for solving this problem for bullet trains was inspired from kingfisher oh he he took this inspiration from kingfishers by uh, observing that kingfishers they prey on the animals by directly jumping into water without even making a sound of splash and that's how they capture their prey and go out as per his observation he observed ki it is beak shaped nose of kingfisher which is helping them to you know avoid that sound and getting the their job done so they applied the same science in the bullet trains so if you see the front part of bullet trains it's slightly bent and it's it's in shape of a kingfisher can nose and once they implemented the solution they were able to reduce that air pressure which was caused in tunnels and then they solved the problem the problem of sonic boom sound and that's how a kingfisher who was master of traveling between the mediums of air water with a very little splash of sound inspired engineers to solve the problem for bullet train oh that's actually fascinating yeah so that is one example one more example for biomimicry is 
the water ripple problem if you see our devices our smart devices our watches they have this modern technology of water rip they will not allow water to harm their hardware okay yeah water resistance and water yeah water repellent so this was inspired from lotus i'll tell you how lotus has this nano structures in the the leaf that water whenever it falls on lotus leaf it directly you know rolls down without even making that structure wet so how this works is the nano structures are evolved in such a way that they will repel the water they will make it roll and go out and also they will do a second job of cleaning that leaf of lotus so whenever the water is rolling it will also carry the dust from that leaf so the same idea the same technique is used the same pattern of nano structures is implemented on our modern devices to repel that water whichever is falling on those devices this is actually really interesting because it reminds me of something which uh, i had researched a bit in my school days if i remember them correctly the place where i live there is a science i would say small amusement park but it's where science experiments are conducted and there was a small initiative there about nanotechnology uh, when you talked about nanotech and lotus it struck me where we used to go for seminars there and they taught us how nanotechnology works and they bought us a piece of cloth and it was a water resistant or water repellent cloth so it does not get wet basically and they had mentioned the same similar technology where the scientists got inspired by the lotus leaves and the nano structures in the lotus leaves to make sure that the cloth is made of a similar structure so that water does not stick to it and water rolls off so that's actually something you know quite fascinating where people get inspired by nature and develop such wonderful products which can be used by us it's not just the electronics the mobile phones and smart devices so engineers have copied these nano structures to actually create a water repellent sealant which can be sprayed on tools vehicles or any other physical products so it's not just your phones it it can protect even your cars it can protect your automobiles as well uh, one more example is qualcomm displays uh, they were actually inspired by butterfly wings like displays do you mean by phone displays yes 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 wow the phone displays so uh, qualcomm is a hardware manufacturing company they create processors they create uh, several other things here and there the mobile phones parts of mobile phones they were into displays as well so uh, they they were facing problem that they wanted to create a display which was vibrant in colors and made a feel to user that they are actually looking at something natural rather than just pixels so they they wanted it to be as real as possible how they implemented this problem was ki they observed some butterfly wings how butterfly wings work is by interacting with the light structures and the wing scales and that's how they create vivid colors so as soon as the sunlight hits the butterfly wings they create some wing scales and light interacting structures to create really vivid colors and this technique which was actually done by butterfly was implemented by qualcomm to similarly create displays in such a way they made displays look so real and vibrant that uh, they were much 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 better compared to their competitors again inspired from nature oh that's amazing so do we see those displays in the market or is it still you know in the experimental stage no they are not in experimental stage we do see them in market but qualcomm i'm not really sure about this part of it but i'm not sure qualcomm whether they use their brand name to the displays or whether they give it to third party vendors not sure about that but yeah they are they're not just for research they have they're getting used as well basically phones are something which we use on a daily basis and 
it's nice to learn that something which you use on such a daily basis is inspired from nature we have a lot of uh, things around ourselves in the current environment itself uh, which are inspired from nature uh, so one more example i would like to give mm-hmm. so this example is something which is just an observation i cannot find sources for it ki whether it's actually a true example or something but it's my observation so we all use google right we use google for searching our queries this thing you might have observed in google is that whenever you search something you might get some uh, let's say 10 to 15 results right you might get some links and all these links will be blue in color but as soon as you visit one page and come back to that result you might have seen that the color of that visited page gets a little uh, more blue yeah it becomes darker yeah it becomes a little darker right compared to other links correct can you tell me the reason why and should why it happens i think because they do it to indicate the users that you have already visited this site just to give him that information but it's tough to think of a reason of how this might be inspired by nature we think we believe that this could have been inspired from the process of pollination so you know honeybees right they are a huge source of pollination across flowers yeah this part of pollination can be a reason of inspiring this color changing links of google why is because whenever a bee is sitting on a flower she might fully consume that flower and go to another flower right correct so during this process what happens is whenever a bee sucks the nectar out of that flower particular flower what happens is that color of the flower starts to change and this reason behind changing of color is to indicate to other bees that this flower has already been visited there is no no nectar anymore wow so this changing of color could have been one of the reasons of a link changing color because of getting visited that's that's just a theory we don't have any sources to prove that but yeah but it's actually quite fascinating to think whether it might be a reason for google getting inspired to do this but it's actually something new to learn that bees actually do that one or two more examples which we don't have sources to track whether they are actually inspired from nature but yeah when we see it can be possible so anshul uh, you might have seen na ki uh, our salesman our our guys in corporate or they wear this attire of shirts and pants and one thing very common with them is there will be a blue shirt and a light brownish pant i have seen a guy wearing a blue shirt and light light yeah, brown pant yeah pretty common yeah this got very popular because it's very eye soothing it gave some sense of trust there is something which can be traced back to nature again because of that color combination we think that this color combination would have been inspired from sea If you see when we go to a beach color of the water is somewhere blue in color the sand part of it where we you know usually run around we relax is light brownish so that color combination and if you see the color combination which we are talking about shirt and pant is the same this again might have been inspired from nature that's the reason we might like that color combination naturally based on our evolution Yeah, that's actually something to think about. You know how some things are, as you just said, might be a result of evolution and psychological conditioning by the nature, because that is where we live in, and that is how we have adapted. For example, similar to that is green shirt and brown pant again. That's been another popular trend, and that could be because of trees, trees in forest. Yeah, I have read these few things. You know where they say how color influences a person's mood, and that is why you see these big brands sticking to a certain brand palette. These food brands will usually prefer a bit of red because that is more appealing to the customers, and there's a whole psychology behind it. And it can be all because of a result from nature's conditioning over humans' evolution and how it influences. even design aspects which you work on where you have to take certain design choices yeah if you are making a product to 
signify trust if you want to show your trust in a brand or security or or just long maintenance you can go with color of blue that's one example you're absolutely correct how these things which have conditioned us over time is so much impacting your job on a day to day basis where you have to make design choices even when designing a logo or let's say a screen a website a page and how these things might influence you and help you become a better designer in terms of you know understanding human psychology and what humans find it appealing one more thing i wanted to actually know more about biomimicry we learned you know what biomimicry is we heard about few examples but how do you think can implement it let's say in your day to day work process i'm sure it might not be adoptable in all cases but obviously it might give somebody you know a thought process on how to start thinking about it or how to start adopting it and probably let us know on how it has inspired you in designing stuff when i was also reading about biomimicry i had the same question ki yeah, now that i'm learning what is biomimicry what are the examples of it but what will i do out of it if i even myself don't know ki how to implement it so this was also one part of my research ki actually how can i do it in my design in my day to day problems when i am solving problem as a designer or anyone like who's listening to this whomsoever is a creator a product guy a developer or whomsoever is you know into creating things for or creating solutions so we want to know ki yeah, how can we implement biomimicry i personally believe ki as creators we usually you know we draw inspiration by looking at the works of renowned artists you know who are already present in the field we look upon them as a role model we observe their work we get inspired from actual human beings which are present in nature but we have to broaden this area of inspiration like we have to observe nature the patterns the strategies of nature i know this sounds like a very abstract answers the whole idea of biomimicry is about observing nature but i have myself jotted down some points some basic steps which i think i am also going to implement from now onwards there is three simple steps which i think we can do first is very obvious i have repeatedly said it so many times but i'll say it again is to observe uh, it's about taking a closer look at nature and its processes the second point is to translate it's about identifying the lessons that are relevant and then pressing the problems you cannot exactly implement as it is what which is there in nature yeah. you need to translate it in your way ki how it can be applicable to your case and third is again i think i stated in second point only but third is about apply it's about how you apply it it's about using the principles of those uh, ground breaking technology and applying it as efficiently as possible even though you might be aware about how nature solves it and even though you would have translated it but the application part of it is it's itself very important so to conclude it uh, the three simple steps are observing it translating it to solve your problem and third is applying it that's a very concise way to say it and a really good observation that everyone should take away i think from the whole concept of biomimicry okay so you know we learned about the various aspects of biomimicry and you know how should we go about thinking about it basically and implementing it on our work but why do you think nature would be an inspiration to all cases or let's say does nature always give the best answer it might be that we might come up with a way which is more efficient than nature so why should we limit our foundations or thinking just to nature uh, i think for this i have a really short answer i'd like to say ki we obviously surely rely on taking inspiration from nature because you have to see that life or nature has been on earth from last 3.8 billion years 
I think that my friend is a lot of research and development, you know, spent when compared to an average <laughs> amount of time spent by a human being. That is absolutely true. But as always, it has been fun talking to you. It's amazing the amount of things that I will take away from this episode. You know, learning about the whole aspect of interaction design, which I was not that familiar before, and the whole new concept of biomimicry and how to think about it, and the examples that we see on a day-to-day basis. And hopefully, the listeners. might be also inspired by this and take something new learn something new from this episode thank you for being a guest in this podcast it's amazing to talk to you thank you for inviting anshul thank you so much and i'm i'm sure that i'll call you back for a next episode where we discuss something new something interesting something new for people to learn probably venture into your new interest i have also learned that you are also fascinated about astronomy and you were really fascinated from the first episode that we released on the astrophotography one so it might be that we might do an episode on that where we dive into your interests about space astronomy and questioning reality as a whole but let's keep it for our next episode and i'll get in touch with you soon take care bye bye sure and sure let's do that bye bye Thank you to all the listeners. I'll catch up with you again soon with someone new and lots of interesting discussions. So, bye.